Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? All right, guys. So we were talking about movies, and I feel like this will be a movie, a documentary soon enough. I don't know if you guys have been following this inmate. Um, and correctional officer that yes. ran away. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you're talking about this. Keep going. Okay. So they have been found. They were found in Indiana, of course. And um, she actually, I think she tried to, like, shoot herself because she's actually in serious condition. Um, they said it was a gun-inflicted wound, self-gun-inflicted wound. But they are going to uh, be transported to Alabama because that's initially where they ran out from. That's crazy. But they were caught. I saw this story earlier in the day. I haven't like really been following it hardcore. Ooh, I have. Sorry. But no, no, but I, I thought to myself, if I worked in a jail, what is the likelihood that I might fall in love with an inmate? And if I did, what is the likelihood that I'm going to run off with the inmate? Like the passion that we have for each other is so strong that I need to help you break out of jail, and then I need to be on the run with you mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Like, I'm fascinated by the story. Some people love the thrill, man. Also- you think that's what it's about? Yeah, some people love the thrill, man. That's what it is. I mean, it's not for me, you know what I mean? But I, I mean, <laughs> there's that's how some people roll, you know? Plus, he's probably Living on the edge. pathological liar, and he just caught her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's that I don't know, man. Psychology. I saw the picture of the guy today. They had a, a photo of him on the yeah. news, like without his shirt on. And you know, he's he's got you know tons of tats, but it's not the tats that got me. It's the it's the moobs that got me. You know, that made me like freeze the it moves. on my TV. Yeah, the oh, moobs. I had to freeze it on my television and take a good what? look at this guy. What? Why? Do you think that Mason had moobs when he was laying in bed on that Zoom conference call with Les Snead? Perhaps, but, uh, and I think it was on the conference call with... Um, Kevin Demoff. Yeah, it was Kevin. Yeah, not less, but I don't think they were like these moves. Why are we talking about possibly Mason's man moves? It's weird. I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> why the hell not? It's Monday. <laughs> All right, we have people on hold that want to talk to us about... Uh, you know, that want to talk to us about the uh, the Jason thing, the the song in the movie Friday the 13th. So 877-710-ESPN, and we'll get back to the Lakers coaching thing and the, uh, ru- the hot rumor uh, of a player they almost traded for this past season that will make you wonder for sure. We'll get to that in a second. But who's on hold? Who's first here? Uh, Manny and Montrose. Manny, what's up? What does the song say? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to confirm. You guys are correct. It does mean ki 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 ma ma ma. Oh, confirm that Lindsay is right. Yeah, yeah. It means it means it's supposed to mean uh, kill her mommy. Right, right. Because right, the original one has mom killing people. Yes, before Jason becomes a thing. So the the mom is supposed to be losing her mind, and that's what she repeats to herself is. Uh, key, 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 mama, mama. So you guys are correct. Oh, yeah, because at the end, she, she does, like, lose it, and she's like, kill her mommy, remember? And she right, loses. she goes, yeah, yeah she yeah, channels yeah. some little kid. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's good crazy. to know. Manny, thank you, buddy. All right, let me sneak in Byron in Lilbert Park. What's up, Byron? I was going to say the same thing, George. Uh, he beat me to it. Oh, okay. But it's it's cr- the, I think I think in the book it's mentioned it was kill, 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 mama, mama, but by the time they got to the movie, it was ka-ka-ka, ki-ki-ki, Ma, ma, ma. Okay. Ka, 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 me, 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 ka, 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 ma, ma, ma. Yeah, all right. No, 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 ka, 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 ki, ki, ki. Hey, hey, Byron. Hey, Byron, I have a question for you. How do you know this? He said he read the book. I went to Google and asked, what what does Jason whisper in Friday the 13th? And that's what came up. All you got to do is ask the right question. Google. Yeah, Google. This Google thing you guys tell me about is really interesting. Yeah. Try it Byron. Out. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you, okay? 
Thank oh, you. Oh, man, that's funny. I Googled it. Not ka 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 ki 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 ma ma ma. It's key, this key, Google key, you guys talk about. This is a, quite an invention, this Google thing you guys are talking about. I know, man. Jump into this entry. I'm Very interesting. <laughs> Google. This Google thing uh, you're, t- hey, you're telling me about. So, real quick. Did you hear this rumor that came out? Lindsay, who reported this thing? This, this, this. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and look. Well, if I if I know what you're talking about, there's there's either... Oh, Ian Bagley from, uh, yeah, from the, the covers the Knicks uh-huh. in Brooklyn okay. for Sportsnet New York. Yeah. He reported that the Lakers looked into acquiring Kyrie Irving last season. Now, I'd not heard a report, George, but I did hear on, I think it was Friday of last week, when Kendrick Perkins suggested it to Stephen A. Smith that what the Lakers should do is trade Anthony Davis to Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And Stephen A. nearly lost his mind, which you know is kind of an everyday occurrence anyway, Yeah. which is kind of why we all watch him. But um, I heard this last week when Perk suggested it, and I was like, ooh, Kyrie reunited with LeBron in a Laker uniform. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm the guy that returned the Kyrie Irving shoes that my daughter bought. Right. I don't know if I like that at all. Well, didn't you say you liked it for content, though? But on the other hand, because there is always another hand, I kind of really like that. For content only. Are you going to get in a boxing ring with Kyrie Irving if he goes to the Lakers? Now, when you say a boxing ring, why would you suggest such you a thing? You don't like I'm him. Curious. You said that you think he is the most annoying figure in sports. I do find him to be the most annoying person in sports, yeah. Next to Darren Ravel. Well, that's your guy. Yeah. So and you that's... know what I think happened? I, I think that Kendrick Perkins is very much in the know with a lot of these rumors and innuendo and whatnot. Because remember when he had the whole James Harden getting traded thing? Uh, getting traded to the Nets, and everyone's like, oh, that's never going to happen. He's crazy. And then it happened. I think that he probably floated this, and then this Ian Bagley uh, guy did some due diligence and was like, you know what? He's on to something. They actually did look into this. So that's well, when was the report? Was the report the here just recently? Over okay, the weekend. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, Ian's would you... covered the New York basketball teams for a long time. So. All right, let me ask everybody here what they think. If, if I told you right now that yeah. the Lakers could trade Anthony Davis to the Nets in exchange, straight up, in exchange for yes. Kyrie Irving. 100%. Who would do that? Yeah, but wait. You're, but you're doing that, and you still have Russ on this team? Okay, now now wait one quick second. So when Stephen A. said to Perk, you mean to tell me you're going to have Kyrie Irving on the same team with Russell Westbrook? That's when Perk said, it's a foregone conclusion that Russ would not be on this team and anybody with an ounce of common sense would know that, so I didn't even have to say it. So, I mean, look, no, I'm but just asking. This, according, no, the report said that they inquired about it last year, so how would that have been? That still would have been the case. Okay, Ooh, well, yeah, well we're talking about, yeah, the report versus the opinion versus the facts. Right. But I'm just Perkins asking you. Was, Perk was suggesting it as something to do this season. Right. But what, what this report says is they inquired last season. Yeah, they checked in when Kyrie wasn't playing, but that was also before I think they like totally gave up on Russ, right? Because that didn't happen until, you know. Yeah, but Brooklyn wasn't taking Russ. Sure, but maybe there was some type of three-way deal, or maybe they're going to keep him and trade AD for him. I mean, just straight up this year or last year, I think AD for Kyrie is a fair trade. Probably the the person getting Kyrie is going to end up on the upside of that trade, in my opinion. But I'm you know I'm a little biased because I love Kyrie a little. Well, he's more. He, well, he's a better player. Mm, no. Um, really? This ye- no, no, no. Um, this year, aside, uh, both guys have a pretty bad injury history. Let's start with that, okay? Um, so, and I'm taking this season out of the equation. It's not like Kyrie has been some bastion of health in his career. No, but a lot of his injuries were like. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of. Kyrie's injuries were things where they were like contact injuries, and it wasn't necessarily. So were Anthony Davis's for the most part. I thought a lot of his weren't, and that was the big knock on him was that he's no, not training the, properly. No, to the contrary. No, to the contrary. Oh, okay. But let me ask you. Outside a question, of that though. Achilles one that we everybody was freaking out about, that wasn't a torn Achilles, but it was like some sort of Achilles injury. I forgot what the specific name was, but. Well, let me ask you this: Rob Palenka goes to LeBron. And he goes, "Hey, LeBron, listen, got an idea. I want to float by you. Yeah, hear me out." Are you, oh, you're gonna be Lebr- am I gonna be LeBron again? Yeah, you're LeBron. I'm okay, Palenka. Okay. Okay, go. LeBron, I have an idea. I want to float it by you. Okay, talk to me. Let's say 
Yeah. We take AD. You know it. I know it. He's always hurt. Yeah. Let's say we're going to trade him. Yeah. To Brooklyn right. for Kyrie. LeBron, I want your input. I'm not saying I'm going to do everything you tell me to do, but I want your input. What do you think about an AD for Kyrie trade king? Look, man, I can play with anybody, man. You know, I've already won a championship with Kyrie. I've won a championship with mm-hmm. AD. I can play with anyone. This is your job. You figure it out. Oh. Oh. Not the answer I was looking for. Okay. Well, if that, that's how you feel, then maybe we'll make that move. I, I was I was point. under the expectation that LeBron was going to say, nah, I, I've been there and done that, and I don't want the drama. No, he yeah. wanted to make it work with Kyrie. And I think at this point, after seeing well, with AD what happened over the past year, I feel like he'd probably rather play with Kyrie. The, I, mean, I don't know that. I'm not going to sit here and speculate that. But what I would say is I would imagine LeBron will defer in that situation and be like, look, man, it's not my job to be the GM. Right, because then when things blow up, LeBron can say, wasn't my idea. I just think if that were me, I think that Kyrie adds more. Like, there's more versatility. There's more, I don't know, I just feel like Kyrie is a better situa- better fit with LeBron. Well, and I, Kyrie uh, this weekend, uh, or this past week, was doing, he was filling in for Kevin Durant on his podcast, and he was very much uh, speaking glowingly of LeBron. Oh, maybe yep. there's, maybe there's mm-hmm. some smoke here. Uh-huh, yep, yep. Maybe. Well, again, um, Kyrie also called LeBron, if you recall, like a couple years ago when he left Boston to Brooklyn mm-hmm. to, to basically apologize to him right. for the way that he handled his departure in Cleveland and that he now understood. Like when he was, take, he was taking shots at the kids in, in Boston, who, by the way, went to a conference final uh, without him. And uh, and was like, oh, you know, I know what it's like to have to deal with, you know, being the leader of the team and the young. And it's just like, and allegedly he called LeBron to apologize. But my understanding was, if I recall correctly, that LeBron was very surprised to hear from Kyrie at that time. See, I've been saying all along that I want Russell Westbrook to stay with the Lakers for two reasons. One, there's there's the basketball side, and two, there's the content side. From a basketball yeah. perspective, mm-hmm. look, LeBron, AD, and Russ played 21 games, and it didn't work out, but they only played 21 games. Yeah. So, of course, I'd be more curious to see what happens when they play 60. Um, and I think that if, if I'm LeBron, I'd like to prove everybody wrong. So that's my basketball side of things. But right. from a content standpoint, the, when, when Russ is unhappy, when somebody says something to him in the crowd because he's thin-skinned, when Pert goes on TV and suggests that he should be traded, et cetera, et cetera, I understand that when Russ gets upset, Russ becomes very entertaining in post-game press conferences. But if I had to trade out Russ for Kyrie from a content standpoint, I mean, Kyrie might even be better than Russ. Yes. All the drama he, that he brings. He, right. He, he, he might be. Um, I, I would say definitely would be a little more interesting for sure. Um, and he's a better player than Russ at this stage for sure. But you're not. But the question is, how are you dumping Russ if that's the case? Well, um, I guess if because I'm, that's still that's still part of the equation. Right, you can't have Russ and Kyrie play together. That's not happening. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> you can so only have one point. of those that's... type of guys on a team. And, and by the way, I would not rule out anything with the Lakers. And I say that, you know, again, everyone always seems to think that I'm being negative about them, including them sometimes, I hear. But the but again, I actually think it would be a, a, a stroke of, of genius if they can somehow pull that off. If that's the if they can pull off a Kyrie trade, um I, I think it, it gives LeBron what he wanted in Russ and he does it with someone that he's already more familiar with uh in in Kyrie Irving can you trade Anthony Davis for players that can fit that mold though because I don't I wouldn't trade Anthony Davis I think Anthony Davis has trade value I don't think it's as high as people would think I think all the teams would would make a play for Anthony Davis I just don't know if you'd be you know I, I actually I don't think you'd be selling uh, very high, I think you'd be selling at his lowest point. So I don't know what you'd actually be getting in return. But if you can remake this team in a way that suits LeBron's skill set more and players who can fit with him, and AD fits fine with him, don't get me wrong, but it's an availability thing, yeah. then I, I think that, that you know, I would say that Palinka would be my early favorite for executive of the year next year if he was able to pull off a reimagination of his team in that capacity. Well, I'll tell you right now, if, if the Lakers get Kyrie, I'm going to go immediately and buy myself a nice new pair of Kyrie sneakers. 
I returned the Kyrie's last year when he was with Brooklyn. You think if your he's daughter would be annoyed Lakers, by that, though? Yeah. She probably would be annoyed, and she'd, she'd be justifiably annoyed. But if Kyrie plays for the Lakers, I'm going to support the whole thing because that's just a gift that we'll keep on giving, and I'm going to rock the Kyrie's. He has the best shoes of any NBA superstar. They are nice looking. Yeah, they are. I have yeah. like 17 pairs of Kyrie's. You're kidding me. I swear, they're my favorite 17 shoes. 17 pairs? Yeah. 17. The Kyrie 3s are my favorite shoes ever, followed by the 4s and the 1s. Best shoes. I love them. Yeah. They're the best. Wow. It's yeah. a lot of support for Kyrie, but he did bring you a championship, so. But, you know, look, if you got, if you got, if Terry Stotts becomes the coach, because, again, he's a good offensive coach, I think he can make a lot of things look more streamlined, is the way I would describe it, on offense, which at times did not, was not the case last season. Is that fair to say? Not looking streamlined? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fair to say. All right. Coming up next, uh, I still got to get into this fan stuff. Oh, we got to talk about that. We got to. Yeah, and and, uh, the NCAA really is just, I mean, they are the dog chasing their tail at this point. And, you know, whether you're, it's the NIL stuff, USC is in the mix here, and it's just like they're just, it, it just goes to show you why I dislike the NCAA as an organization so much. I love college football, but I, I really, God, the NCAA drives me nuts. We'll get to all that stuff coming up. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We're back in two minutes. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Man, I loved Billy Joel when I was a kid. Still love Billy Joel. Billy Joel's cool, man. I like Billy Joel, Elton John. I feel like they're very similar in the genre of piano music. Yeah, the fact that they also toured together for a long time kind of made them connected at the hip. But I I love the old school Billy Joel. It kind of got a little poppy in the middle. Yeah. But I, I got it. I like say, we didn't start the fire? Yeah, that whole time period. Yeah, but that song was good, man. That song was like a number one hit, if I recall. Yeah, correctly. no, I'm not down on that particular song. Uh, what about maybe, Uptown Girl? Is that Uptown too poppy? Girl? Uptown Girl's kind of poppy for me. It's a little less. Christy like, Brinkley uh, is his ex-wife, his wife yeah, at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I kind of like some more of the older school Billy Joel. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the song where he's talking about like the Vietnam vets and everything. That was a very emotional song. Come on, how can you not like Uptown Girl? No, I don't. I don't hate it. I just. I'm saying I like the Tell old school girl, Billy Joel stuff more. That's all. She was living in a I like. Doesn't he sing? She's always a woman to me. Yep, she, he does. That's a good one. That's a good Billy Joel song. How about Honesty? You guys like the song Honesty? Oh, that one's all right. It's a good one too. I mean, the whole catalog. Billy Billy Joel's got a lot of songs. If if yeah. you went to see a Billy Joel concert and, and you hoped that he only played his top hits, you'd know every word to every song. Yeah, absolutely. The same thing happened to me when I saw Elton John at the Forum a couple years ago. I uh, I I knew every song. Like you forget, you know that. But he he's, there's a lot of great songs in there. So yeah, I would imagine Billy Joel didn't he play like uh, like 30 straight days at Madison Square Garden or something like that. Sounds about right to me. By the way, speaking of the Forum, two things. One, who here in the Sedano and Cap community can give me a review of Pearl Jam's two nights this week? And two, George, you're gonna love this. My yeah. daughter just told me that Harry Styles is doing like 10 nights at the Forum. And she's oh, like, nice. that's what I want for my 16th birthday. I want to go see Harry Styles. So it looks like I'm going to be doing a little bit of a watermelon sugar high. Harry Styles is, is great. I like him. Yeah. She just walked in. She's all psyched up. Not to be confused with Harry Lyles Jr., who works with us here at ESPN. No, not Harry Lyles. Harry Styles. Both great, though. Well, I mean, I don't know. Harry Lyles Jr. is excellent. 
Do you know who yeah. that is, Cap? Nope. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. He's really young. He's on college football. He's a young guy. Super and, young. Uh, yeah. Super young guy on around the horn with me and also does uh, college football sidelines. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out Harry Lyles. Harry Styles, I, I kind of know a little bit of his work. Harry Lyles, got to get to know him. Okay, we'll get to know him. I will. I'm on you know, it. Watch some college football. I think I'm he does it. the Thursday night game. Okay. All right. So. Well, a lot of times I'm watching the NFL game. Well, you know, maybe you should watch a little uh, little Thursday night college football every once in a while. Yeah, but like Memphis yeah, versus Tulane doesn't do much for me, you know? I mean, what if it's like an ACC matchup or something, you know? No, You're a Pitt it's the guy. Right, yeah, if it's the right ACC matchup, if it's Pitt-Clemson, I'm in. Okay. You know? Anyway. Uh, cool. Billy Joel. Why did we bring him up again? I completely forgot. Because he turned 73 today. Birthday. Oh, happy birthday! <laughs> Why were we talking about Billy Joel? Oh, 73. Right. I mean, I have to ask, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's a million reasons and tangents that we go on when it comes to this stuff. So, yeah. You know, I figured I'd Hey, speaking of Watermelon tangents. sugar, man. Give me yeah. uh, Harry Styles' watermelon sugar. Watermelon, watermelon sugar, sugar, hi. Watermelon sugar, hi. Watermelon sugar, hi. Watermelon sugar, hi. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Hey, speaking of tangents, you've said this a couple times, and I know you want to get to it, and I do, fans, too. Fans. Crazy. Yeah. Why is some kid putting his hands on Chris Paul's family, dude? Like, what I, is going on here? I, I really must say I want to know more. What I know of the story is seeing a video of this young, skinny kid being, like, escorted out of the arena, What? but what looks like his mom, you know? And I see Chris Paul yelling at him like, hey, hey, you, yeah, I'll see you later. And I'm thinking to myself, where are we going to see each other later? Are we going to have dinner? Do you want to fight me? Are we going to meet in the bike rack after school? Like, where will you see me? And I want to know more about who touched who. Because well, according to uh, Dave McMiniman had this story, Lindsay, right? Um, I heard Ireland say that he had asked McMiniman about it because he was like, hey, what's going on with that? And he, I guess... Uh, McMenamin checked with a couple people in the crowd and did some sourcing and said that it was a younger kid. Right, yeah, I the see younger the video. kid was was like heckling Chris Paul's family basically, and then put his hands on them. And you can't be doing that. Stuff. They said you, in you a cannot. statement that it was an unwanted hug, but I feel like that's putting it nicely. An unwanted hug. Well, look, l- let me just say something. I'm the guy that thinks players generally need to grow a thicker skin. I'll use Russell Westbrook as an example. When he heard the fan this year calling him West Brick, and he goes to the press conference and he whines about it, to me, you're feeding in to the fans. And I'm of the opinion, I may be alone on this, but I'm of the opinion, you got to be thicker skinned. you got to try and block out the noise. Sometimes people are so close and they say things that are so vile, I... I I sort of understand when LeBron is like, yo, see Karen right here? Get her out of here. But I don't really feel like I have a good grasp of who touched who um, or or how somebody touched a person within Chris Paul's family. I, I'm, I'm, I'm reserving judgment before I just start going off because all I see in the video is no, some man, kid being walked out by thing. his mom. Don't put your hands on anybody you don't know. Isn't well, that, that that's a, that's isn't a good that rule in life? the easiest way to handle all of this? Yeah, it's a good rule in life. Don't touch people. Yeah. Don't touch people, particularly people you don't know. But I just feel like I don't have enough information. Like okay, my first I get thought, that. But yeah. just but if I just told you they they put their hands on them in a way they did not want them to put their hands on them. Okay, that's problematic. Right. There that's it. That that's the end of it for me. If it happened I mean, you know, there's pl- there's plenty of accounts, and the- apparently the Mavericks have already done their own investigation on it and have said as much. I just would like to have a little more information. The, okay. the information that I have for my visual is kid is being walked out by his mom, and Chris Paul is telling him, I'll beat you later, and I just would like to have real confirmed information about who touched who, how. Okay, so the, the, uh, the, the team where... You know, the arena of where they were playing it is not enough for you? Mm, I, I'm going to be a little skeptical on this one and say no. Okay. Why I think, so skeptical? I, I, I don't think understand. there's a, because, because there's a natural inclination to say this guy did something that was so bad that Chris no, no. Paul. It's not. It, 
They didn't say it was so bad. They he did he put his arms around them in an unwarranted way. There, dude. By the way, that doesn't talk about whatever lead up happened to that. That whatever was being said in that regard, because I'm sure the kid got mouthy is my guess. (laughs) And that's how that ended up escalating to that point where he's like, I'm sorry. And they're like, no, no, sorry. Get your hands off me. Listen, I just say it like this. If I'm at, if I'm in an arena and I realize that I'm sitting next to the family of some of the players and I have a young kid with me, I look over to my kid and I go, Hey, listen, um, we need to know who we're sitting next to. We realize that this is Chris Paul's family, and while we're here to root on the Dallas Mavericks and we're going to say some things, we also should be just a little bit conscious of who we're sitting next to and the things that we say and how it might be received and the problems that could erupt thereafter. So as a parent, I would say to my kid, hey, 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 tone it down a little bit, will you? You know? Um, Or next time you're going up into the nosebleeds. Or even next time you'll just sit at home and watch it on TV. But... I'm like a little bit skeptical about what happened here. And until I have all the facts, as a judge, I don't want to adjudicate quite yet. I feel like everybody immediately just jumps on the side of Chris Paul. And I just want to hear. Scott, how many times have you been to a game? A million, right? Yep. And what, what would you say the percentage of fans being unruly are at a game that you've been to? Percentage of fans that are unruly? No, no, percentage of times you've been to a game where you've seen someone unruly around you. Oh, dude, I mean, it pretty much happens every game. That's my point. I just want to see a little more. That's all. Okay, yeah. I'm saying I want to see a little more. Always got to go extra. Yeah, I just want a little more information, that's all. Chris, Chris Paul had a bad game, team lost, um, and he's there yelling Wait, at some so kids. Wait, equa- so you think this has to do with him having a bad game? Saying that, I'm like, I'm just a, an ounce skeptical because all I see in the video is the kid being ushered out and Chris Paul telling some like 18, 19 year old kid, let's you and me hook up. I'm going to catch up to you later. Like, well, what does that mean? What are you going to beat me up? I mean, are, are we like, do we have a, a scheduled get together now because you say that I touched somebody? I, I just, listen, I know again, I'm probably in the minority in just wanting to have a little bit more info. By the way, it, yeah, it, it was according to the Dallas Mavericks. It was, yep. I, and I don't we need to get into this any further because it's clearly we're not going to agree on this. And you seem to be—I don't know why you're being so skeptical when the the arena is saying that two unruly fans attempted to give "quote unquote" unwarranted hugs and have conversations with members of the Paul family on the public concourse of American Airlines Center. AAC security responded immediately once notified by the family, and the fans were swiftly ejected from the game. The fans have been fans involved in these that will not be allowed to return to the arena until 2023. And they were That's supposedly fine. like following them to the concession stands and stuff. Like it, it wasn't well, just, just like rude. an instant thing. This was well, yeah, okay. Was That's not enough up. then, like for you. Well, I, I don't have any issue with them being kicked out. I have no issue with that at all. My only question mark is about who touched who. That's all. Well, they clearly well, touched them. Do you really yeah, think say- that the family is dumb enough to put their hands on somebody in front of everybody in the arena, even if like? I just think I just think that that's well, why is the fan dumb enough to do that? I mean, because he's a fan. Do you really think mm-hmm. that the, the, the if anybody knows better, it's the family. I don't think that that's correct. Even a they've question. been to a million games, right? Yes. Like they get heckled all the time and they have thick, thick enough skin where I'm sure they've dealt with much worse. But the fact that obviously it got physical in this sense, that's why instead of putting their hands back on them, they alerted security. So to be skeptical yeah, about who, who put you, their hands on them is kind of weird. Literally the guy just saying that every time you've been to a game, you've seen an unruly fan nearby you. Well, but. But, I mean, an unruly fan doesn't necessarily mean that they're talking to the family of a teammate or oh of my a player. God. All right, Cap, forget it. But it's they fine. were. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You I also have kids that are athletes. Like, what if they get to that stage? Like, you know, you're, I don't know. I just feel like for you to be so skeptical about it, it's crazy. So I should just, I should just do what everybody else is doing. No, which is it's not about doing what unacceptable. everybody else does. That, no, do you think the arena, people. do you think the arena is going to eject someone that's sitting that close to the, to the bench? Those people spend a lot of money. Like the arena is going to do everything they can while, to, to try to keep those people, uh, to keep paying them money to go to games. So the fact that they kicked them out and that they have ruled them out of the playoffs the rest of the way is probably, it's, it's probably because they have a, a pretty good reason to, is my guess. Well, I mean, most of the people who get kicked out of these games, especially those who are talking to the fans and who get into it with the, um, or who talk to the players, they're always the people that are the closest. I mean, they're the people with the best seats. I, I understand. But my point is for them to, for the arena to immediately side with the player in that scenario kind of shows you that, hey, you know, they probably know more than you and I. 
Yeah, so well, we not probably... surprising that they, they side with the player. Of course they side with the player. Oh, that hasn't always been the case. What do you, you make it seem like that happens every time. Well, I mean, I can't think of an example. I mean, have you, have you ever seen LeBron James say, her, her, right there, get her out of here. She said something terrible to me, and the arena goes, hey, LeBron, play. Don't worry about her. No, they kick him out. No, that you're talking about the most recent examples. Like, I'm telling you there were decades of stuff like that in the NBA where none of those people got thrown out of a game. Well, it's and commonplace she now. Her kid, like his kid, I'm sorry, his son. So that's that's why. So so that you say something about my kid, you're immediately ejected. Something about him getting hurt. I mean, I'm not going to go through this. No, no, the LeBron thing was that. Certain, certain yeah. physical yeah. threats. Yeah, certain yeah. physical threats. I think they should be removed. Ronnie. Yeah. Do you think you should be allowed to say whatever you want to those guys on the court? I mean, look, I just feel like people say stupid stuff, and I think players should try and block it out. That's all. Uh, yeah, sometimes easier said than done is what I would say. But you, considering those guys have played that many games, that you don't think that if something triggers them to that point, it's probably because it's something that's pretty over the line? Uh, or they're just hypersensitive, or they just don't like okay, what they're doing. They're hearing. hypersensitive. They've only played, you know, 7 million games in their life. But that one time they got hypersensitive? Like, do the Guess math, so. dude. Get, You're the well, math just, major here today. Well, I, I am very good at math, as a matter of fact. I was able to explain to everybody earlier, when an 80-to-1 long shot comes in, it doesn't necessarily mean $800. I was able yeah. to explain that math, I think. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Sedano, how much do you love Kojak? Uh, I remember watching it as a kid occasionally, oh. Telly Savalas and his uh, lollipops. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know who it is? You know, you know who Telly Savalas is? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Weird. Because Lindsay said nobody listening knows who Telly no, Savalas no, is. No, no, I said nobody else did because I didn't, Laura didn't, Beto didn't. Beto I mean, did. I knew Telly Savalas was. I'm also an old soul. We said the same thing about Morales. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, <laughs> I know Telly, Telly Savalas. You know, Telly Savalas had been in a, he's been in a bunch of stuff over his career. You know what I mean? Like he's, uh, wasn't he in the, um, what was the movie with uh, Jim Brown? Wasn't he in that movie, The Dirty Dozen? The only telly I know is from Sesame Street, so. You don't know about Players Club International, baby? Nope. Yeah, he used to have this commercial. Hey, He was in the Dirty Dozen. I was right. There you go. I probably wasn't alive back then, Kep. Yeah, I realize that you weren't alive back then. That's fine. So you don't need to get mad when I say You were talking about something else that I forget what the tangent was. But anyway. Trust me when I tell you, Linz. I was not mad. He was also in a Muppet movie in 1979. Oh, I love the Muppets. The new new Muppet movie is good. The one with uh, Jason Segel. Newer, I guess you can call it newer. Yeah, I saw that one. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right, what's next on Radio Tinder? Okay, so Britney Spears and Sam Asghari's prenup is a little bit in hot water right now. The engaged duo is having quite a time dealing with their assets before their big wedding. So according to Us Weekly, the talks have been taking longer than usual. And Sam wants substantial increases for every five years they're married should it end. Sam, quote, doesn't want to end up penniless if they separate. Brittany is apparently staying out of the entire process and letting her lawyers hash everything out with Sam's lawyers. If you guys were getting married to someone who was like a celebrity or someone with a lot of money and they insisted on a prenup, would you still marry them? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Yeah, I mean, if I was in love with them and I felt confident in my relationship, sure. You know, I mean, why? I don't need that person's money. Exactly. Uh, I got my own money. I'm good. Exactly. But you could have make the argument 
like we're never gonna why would you want to marry me and and sign a prenup if that that means that you think it's gonna fail i mean that's mm. possible too um but i could i could understand that in a lot of these cases the people who work for these stars are paid to think about that stuff and they control the financial assets so if that's what you're get if that's what you're getting involved with then you have to know that that's probably going to be part of the equation so it's just you either are okay with it or you're not so that's it like it, that part of it has to be transactional unfortunately despite any emotional attachment you have to compartmentalize that i know that sounds contradictory but it's the reality of being in that world what is the the name of Britney Spears' fiance? What's this guy's name? Sam Asgari, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Yes, I need I need to introduce Sam to the dadvocates before he even gets married. Seriously, <laughs> because statistically speaking, fifty percent of people are going to have failed marriages. That's just the unfortunate reality yeah. of the world that we live in today. If you're going to marry somebody as famous as Britney Spears, but but beyond just famous, can't we all agree that Britney Spears has just gone through? a very emotional time in her life because of money. She was restricted by her father. She had no freedom of any kind. The notion of, I'm not going to take a risk with my money. Look, I love you. I want us to get married. I hope we live the rest of our lives together. But if for some reason we don't, I need to protect myself. On the other hand, I don't really have a big problem with him saying, hey, look, for every five years that we're married, if we don't survive... Look, there's a lot of stress on me marrying somebody as famous and as rich and as visible as you. So mm. if you decide to end this whole thing, guess what? Um, perhaps I'm entitled to something. So why does it only go one way, not both ways? No, I think that they're entitled to something if they created something together from Boom. that point on. Exactly. That but part. Not, not if it's just her money. I think it's weird that the like this report says that the stall is that he wants increases for every five years mm -hmm. that they're married. Like, I would say, like, I don't know. I just feel like anything, like you said, anything you acquire after your marriage, that, that should be part of it, right? But anything you go into the marriage with, I feel like that should be yours. Yep. Right, yeah. I don't know, I'll but I, right also, I also think it, that I, I, would, I would make the argument, hey, this means that you think that we're not going to last, and you're and you're just setting us up for failure. You're cursing us. No, but isn't that but isn't that what everybody so. would say about a prenup? No, I everybody also, should have one. Yeah, I also don't believe in like. I'm not a big fan of marriage. Like I personally don't think I'll ever get married because I just feel like it's a big hoax. But you know, I was there. Stuff has changed, but I think everybody should have a prenup. Like even if you don't have that much money, you should. Everybody should have one. Like I'm a firm believer. If if you came in with one dollar and we build two million. We're splitting that two million, but you keep that one dollar. Or you come in with two million, and we only made ten thousand. Then we deal with that ten thousand. Like as a couple, what you built, you guys should divide. Not well, what correct. You had All I can yes. tell you is this: prenups, just generally speaking, are just really an uncomfortable conversation. They really are. Nobody feels good about a prenup. You know, I okay, mean, because I, I know you were married. Sorry, not sorry, Lindsay. Totally taking over, but I'm curious about this. So if you guys are in such a good place, because as a couple, you guys have to talk about finances. You guys have to talk about money and moving forward as a couple. Why would it be uncomfortable if you know what you guys want with each other? And it's just smart business, because if you have money like that, you're a business. She's a business. So they need to have those conversations. And I'm like, you are OK with getting tracked, but you can't be OK with talking about money. Come on. Oh, no, I'm fine with it. I have no problem with this at all. I actually don't have a problem with it from Britney's side. I think she's completely entitled to say to this guy, I must have a prenup. And I think that he's completely entitled to say, you know, being married to somebody as rich and as famous as you, um, you know, I plan on us being together forever. And I hope that this incentivizes us to always find a way to work things out. But, man, for every five years that we're married, if we decide to get divorced, I mean, I feel like I should be able to walk out with something. I'm marrying somebody super rich and famous. I don't really. I'm not offended by it on either side. I feel like that sounds really weird. Like, yeah, like you're get, like you're earning something by being married to them you're, like every five yep. years. Yeah, like right, seriously. So yeah, like I'm yeah. putting up with you for five years, so that means I should or, get something. Wait a second. That's or weird. rather than putting up with you, how about I'm supporting you? Sure, but you could do that without money. You can exactly. emotionally support someone and not require money in return. Right. And by the way, she's probably supporting you in this case. Yeah. Oh yeah, she definitely is. Mm -hmm. But financial support versus emotional support. 
Okay, right. but, but again... Then it equals out. <laughs> he's basically living with her off of her money and living the dream life, you know? Like, he he's an actor and a model, but he's definitely nowhere near as successful as her. So don't you think that, like, the fact that... they Let's say they're married for 10 years, and then they divorce, and he thinks, oh, well, since we've been married for 10 years, I should get X amount of money. Well, what about all the money that, you know, all of her earnings, her income that they yeah, spent on she, them yeah. living together? Why does he, why does he get to get any of her previous earnings prior to their relationship. I don't understand that. Like I said, I don't have a problem with it on either side. Okay, next one. Yeah. MMA fighter Joel Bauman got a little too comfortable in his post-fight interview Sunday at Fury FC 61, in which he made a very interesting confession. After earning a TKO victory, instead of talking about the win, he decided to focus on what went wrong in his last loss. Here is what he said. Last fight, I was tired. I was exhausted. I'm about to launch this NFT that's going to change the fight game. And I put in 30 all-nighters before that fight. I had herpes before that fight, two outbreaks Whoa. in the span of a week. I'm here. I'm healthy. Let's go. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, all right, TMI. That's like you, Cap. You're very TMI, just like that guy. But I wouldn't want to tell everybody that. Right. <laughs> you that know what that I'm was my exact question. <laughs> was this admission during his post-fight interview TMI? Swipe left or swipe right? I know how you feel, Sedano. Well, I would also have to swipe right and say, listen, you can share intimate details, but herpes? I don't want everybody knowing that. I'd try you're to keep okay that with, one under wraps. You're okay wraps. with jacking Britney Spears' money, but you're you're not okay with it divulging uh, the honesty of having herpes. But I'm going to try and stay married <laughs> to Britney like Spears for no as long deal. as I can. You know, I'm, I'm going to try and stay married to Britney. He just threw it in there like, I got some NFTs. I had some herpes. Help for, he said he had two outbreaks, too. He did just say herpes. <laughs> yeah, just and, and he was right, like, oops, I one. slipped up. He said, I had her. Oh, hold on. Let me play it again. Let me play it again. Last fight, I was tired. I was exhausted. I'm about to launch this NFT that's going to change the fight game. And I put in 30 all-nighters before that fight. I had herpes before that fight, two outbreaks in the span of a week. Wow. I'm here. I'm healthy. Let's go. Oh, Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm here. I'm healthy. Let's go. <laughs> that's funny. Good for him. Good for that guy for owning it, right? Mate sounded like an excuse for why he lost the fight. Right. Mary, and it wasn't even this fight, though. He was like, he didn't have to bring that up. He could have said that last time he got he lost. Like, yeah, I lost because, you know, he lost because he had herpes. What a strange 30 minutes we've had on this show. <laughs> All right, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. All right, coming up next, Alex Rodriguez has the best ideas I've ever heard for Major League Baseball. So if you're a Dodger fan, you're an Angel fan, you're going to want to tune in. We got that for you coming up in two minutes. But first, of course, let me tell you, Radio Tinder brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and do what I do. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You ever see the uh, episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry is friends with a rapper named um, Crazy Eyes Killer? Mm -hmm. You ever see that episode? I have, yes. (laughs) That is one of my absolute favorite episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry is looking through the phone book trying to find Crazy Eyes Killer. He's calling back in the day, 411, information. Um, his Crazy Eyes, uh, Killa, K-I-L-L-A-H, I think, Killa, not really sure. Yeah, I love that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I may be the only you're person. You're very Larry David. I like Larry David. Love Larry David. No, but you're, li- you're like that character a lot, I feel like. Well, I definitely... Um, have experiences where things should just go natural and smooth 
and they just always turn into something going terribly wrong. Yeah. And well, when I think of, when I think of you, in a lot of cases, I do hear that theme song in the background. That song. Yeah. 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 I know. I mean, yeah. again, I've told you many times. I walk around and I hear Disco Inferno in my head. But yeah, there but are no. other times where no. I hear the Curb yeah. Your Enthusiasm theme song. Speaking yeah. of Ghostface Killer, though, um, I've been I I wanted to watch. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Just I was there was other stuff I wanted to watch. Um, but I I I gotta watch that Wu Tang Clan documentary that's on TNT right now. They're running it after the NBA games, very mostly after Inside the NBA. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I want to watch that. So that's something that's uh, on the the checklist at the moment i haven't seen any of the promos for it but i've been I, you know i, I made I mean, you haven't heard kevin week. harlan read that promo that's an amazing promo I, I actually haven't heard kevin read it pharma um, bro versus the wu-tan clan here on <laughs> tnt that's funny um i would like to uh finish ozark which i'm not quite there yet and i did finish winning time last night did you watch winning time last night the final I episode did watch winning time let me ask you one question. Uh, and I also something. heard the deflators uh, earlier today in the uh, 1 o'clock hour. <laughs> I did uh, hear John Ireland and Ramona basically pop the balloon every time anyone wants to enjoy uh, winning time, basically. But let me ask you this. There's one part of winning time last night, and I never – I wasn't going to go research to find out if it was true or false because, again, I just didn't care what was true or false. I was watching from an entertainment perspective. It, of course. Yes. But the, the one part where um, Kareem's wife comes to him and says, hey – they're about to call you because you've won MVP. And then David Stern says to Magic, and Magic's going off the court. They've just won the championship. Hey, Magic, yeah. um, can I have a minute with you over here for a second, please? Can yeah. I have a minute? Like yeah. as if yeah. like that conversation was going to get that deep at that moment. And, and he says to Magic, look, Kareem's supposed to be the MVP, but he's not here. So we're going to give it to you because you're like the up-and-coming future star. And by the way, this is going to be a great setup because Larry Bird was one rookie of the year, but you're going to win MVP of the NBA Finals. So this notion that Kareem is sitting there kind of upset because he told he was going to win MVP, and then, and then Magic is standing there with the big smile with the MVP trophy, I felt like that was one small part of the series that didn't have resolution as the series ended. Did you feel that way? Watching no, no, they did. He said, we're good. Oh, uh, Kareem said we're good. Yeah, at the airport. I guess I kind of didn't get that. Yeah, Magic went that. to talk to him. Kareem was in his uh, was in his uh, cowboy hat or whatever. Yeah. And he, you know, he Magic started to talk to him. He's like, "Yo, Cap." He's like, "No, we're good." Okay, I guess I better go back. And, and that's watch a real again. story. You know that, right? No, because that I don't is know not what's real and what's fake. No, I don't. I have that's no idea. real. That is that, real. Because Kareem really actually happened? had that in his in his book. The part about. Um, about him saying that we're good, or the part about how he first was told he was no win about it? him lo- him him being chosen the Finals MVP in 1980 and them giving it to Magic. Oh, yeah, I I didn't do any of the research to find out what was real and what was embellished. I just was watching it for entertainment purposes, and I guess I feel yeah. like I missed that detail of of resolution between the two of them. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's what he said. So we're good. Yeah, that was good. So, yeah. I really that was a great series, man. I loved it. I did. I did too. I think uh, you know anything Adam McKay does is usually really good. But now I got to go and I got to watch the Magic doc that's happening on Apple. But again, I mean, that's good too. But it's more of like you're if you're a basketball dork. Did you watch the whole thing? I've seen most of it already. Yeah, and I'm was... a basketball dork. I like it. But what I would say is it's not as entertaining as Winning Time. Yeah, I'm so frustrated with Apple TV. I got a bill, uh, you know, an email that came in and said, hey. We charge your card four ninety nine for Apple TV, and I sent it to my daughter, and I go, hey, do you have an Apple TV login? Because I really want to use it, because I saw the first episode of Magic for free, and now they're telling me I need to pay four ninety nine. I told you guys, I don't want to pay for it twice, and I said to my daughter, you're paying four ninety nine for Apple TV. Actually, I'm paying, and she's like, well, I don't have any way of getting it. I have no idea that we even had Apple TV. See, this is the problem I'm having. Dude, your phone has the subscription. Oh. If you go in your phone. Yeah. Okay, let's do this together. Open your phone. Okay, open. Go to settings. Settings. Hold on. Let me get the settings. Okay, yeah. I'm with you. Up top, it says your name, right? Yep. Click on that. Yep. Fourth thing down says subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Keep going. Yeah, this is excellent, George. Excellent job we by you. We did this with him, by the way, last week, and Beto was like, I can't believe it with the password situation. Right, but that's yeah. different than subscriptions. And then what no, does no, it no. say there under active? Uh, Disney Plus, NFL, and The Athletic. 
Okay, so then you okay. obviously don't. That's that's different than the one that you're playing paying Apple for, like mm-hmm. the Apple Plus one. Because if it's not listed there, then you're not paying for it. Right. It was I need that to do on, this with my not, daughter. Yeah. Now you need to check her phone and right. or have her check her phone to make sure she's not paying for Apple Plus. Mm-hmm. Which is and then you're good. Or just check because the email she... that you use to log in, Cap. There right, or that too. I mean, man. I know. Some of these things are hard for people it's like me. It's so funny, though. We literally <laughs> did this hard. with you. One of these days <laughs> when you're here, like, we need to sit down and we'll go through, like, how do you make your Disney reservation? How do you log out of <laughs> Apple Plus or log in? We'll go through all this stuff. We really do need to set, like, a block of time cap for, like, two hours because I feel like that might not even be enough time. Just to, yeah. like, let you know what's up, man. I <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Ramona has just texted me, and she's explaining exactly what you just explained, George. Go to passwords. And Clinton Yates has just texted me to tell me that he agrees that the Crazy Eyes Killer episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm is maybe the greatest episode of that entire series. Okay. Well, there you have it. Thank um, you, Ramona. Thank you, Clinton. So, there you go. But, anyhow. Yeah, where were we? Before I derailed us with my inability to use my phone. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> what would Cap do? Al- was Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. What does he think? He on the K Rod uh, broadcast. You know, do that ESPN two uh, Sunday night baseball with him and uh, Michael, Michael K. K. Right? Yeah. You watching that? Yep. I've seen a couple. I've seen two of the games. Um, I think it's. I. I think each one that I've seen was better than the first than the previous one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mm-hmm. think they're just kind of figuring it out. He had this cool idea about what he'd change if he were commissioner of baseball. Michael K. Asked him that. And he said he he'd do a lot, basically do a lot of things that would enhance the game, in the sense of creating more offense, right? Because that's kind of the problem. It's a little boring, right? And more action, which is mm-hmm. what people want. He'd change the strike zone more wide and 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 less high, mm-hmm. make it you know wider, which makes sense. And that way you're you're not, you know, you're not having pitchers try to challenge guys too high that would also potentially hurt guys, right? Like so that makes sense. Um, make it illegal defense if one foot is in the dirt to block the runner. I kind of like that. One, That's kind of a one cool foot is in the dirt to block the runner. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Of, I'm, I'm literally trying to picture that in my head. and I can't do it. Explain that to me. Like you're in the base path. Uh huh. And your foot's in the way. Hmm. Yeah. Make that illegal defense. If one foot is in the dirt to block. Oh, okay. All right. I'm listening. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, ten pitchers max on every roster. I love that one. But pitchers don't love that one. <laughs> no, but it doesn't mean you can't bring guys up and down. You know what I mean from the IL. Though he did say it limit the call ups or whatnot. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. But I like the ten pitchers max. Maybe eleven max. Maybe you can come up with a with a, a happy medium. Because the thing is, you have too many specialists, too many pitching changes, delays the game. Um, starters. If if you have that, starters go longer, right? Um, you don't have as many pitchers. There's more offense generated in theory. I like that one. Um, what else did he have? Uh, give like he had like other stuff like digital access to fans and all that stuff. And um, he actually says there should be a halftime. A halftime. Hmm. I'm trying to think of when that would be in a nine inning game. Is that after the top of the fourth? In between? No, fifth. Yeah. So you, you yeah, break four the game and a half up? innings. Yeah, four and a half innings. I wonder what kind of halftime he's thinking about. He says like entertainment and stuff like that. That one's a little uh, a little out there for me, but yeah, I do love the pitching one. I do love the strike zone change, and I do love the don't you know the shift. And he mentioned the shift as well, and the don't not blocking having an illegal defense call basically. Gosh, I hate the shift. I can't wait till the shift is outlawed in baseball. I freaking hate the shift. It looks bad. It's it's irritating. It, I I understand playing the numbers. I really get it. I understand why they do it because no, it it, it's smart. But it, it's it's just aesthetically it right. stinks for the it game. Just, and right. I just every time I see a shift, I'm like, God, hit it to the opposite field. Hit it. Hit it to the opposite field. All right. Coming up next, the Lakers' head coaching search has hit a dip, an interesting uh, trajectory. Let's just call it. We'll have that for you. We're back in two minutes.